1: On today's show, my special guest is Robert Beatles, who also goes by Beatles. Beatles is very well known in the cryptocurrency space. He is the president of Monarch Coin and Monarch Pay. That is a platform that can transact over 100 cryptocurrencies. He is trying to bring cryptocurrency easily to the masses. And so we'll be hearing about his story. In this week's tech news, first up, in honor of the recent 50th anniversary of the moon landing, a survey was conducted in the United States and the UK of 3,000 kids ages 8 to 12, and the majority profession that they wanted to be was a YouTube star. And then they issued a similar survey to 3,000 Chinese kids in China, and they predominantly wanted to be an astronaut. Now, 50 years ago, being an astronaut in the United States was the job to be, so it's just interesting how times have changed in the Western world, and I'm going to keep keeping track of that. Next up, in a case of reverse hacking, a gang of malware thieves got a surprise when the police had uncovered a plot to infect a lot of computers, and so they actually reverse engineered the hack and disinfected 850,000 computers by sending it back to the source of of the malware. So it just goes to show that there is a cyber war out there and both sides are actively waging it. And in my last story, in a follow-up to a report I made a couple of weeks back, Google, which has a research group for uh, vulnerabilities, flaws, cybersecurity, they had outed that Apple had a huge vulnerability and uh, they suspected that a group was targeting the Uyghurs, an ethnic group inside of China, that the Chinese government was using that exploit to track them. Apple just released a vehement denial that Google didn't know what it's talking about. And so Google says it stands by its research. Just goes to show that two giants um, can be at odds. And if they can't figure things out or they can't agree, uh, as I always say, you're not protected as well. And that's the Tech News of the Week. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, I'm joined with Rob Beatles, who is the president of Monarch. He goes by Beatles. Welcome, Beatles. Hey, thanks, Keith. Appreciate you having me on. Thanks for being here. And just as a reminder, Beatles has a huge following on YouTube and other social media channels. He's been in the Bitcoin and blockchain space since the early years. And so it's just great having an expert on the show. Before I get started, Beatles, I wanted to ask if all of your constituents in the Bahamas, how are they doing?
2: So all my friends, you know, back there are safe. You know, we're we're mostly in the Nassau area, so you know, we've seen you know, some flooding and things like that. But uh, the surrounding islands, man, they've uh, they've been really, really destroyed, wrecked. A lot of displaced people. Uh, at least a handful, if not more, of you know, fatalities. So it's pretty awful over there. But uh, Nassau is you know maintained pretty well, and our friends and family over there are safe.
1: Good to hear. But yeah, we'll be praying for the recovery. It's it's devastating. Yeah, we definitely need to be sharing. So, Beatles, I wanted to talk a little bit about your background. How did you even get into the space? Well, um, so I'm a Christian
2: father-husband. You know, I've been with my wife since, you know, we were 14 years old. I was married with my first son at 17, and I'm still, still, with, uh, still with my wife, Nicole, best friend. She's awesome. My uh, oldest son, he works with me. But, um, you know, how I got into it, I guess, is, well, I had to basically provide for my, for my young family, and I started off in construction, So that's what I knew, and that's what I went into, was uh, to get off of welfare and food stamps and be able to provide for my family. I went into what I knew, which was construction. And I also knew uh, software and programming. So uh, anyways, long story short, I ended up working for a construction company, ended up running the construction company, and then the – the owner challenged me and said, hey, look, man, if you can do a better job, go start your own company. <laughs> so I did. I went and started my own construction company and built it up to, you know, one of the biggest construction service companies here in California. And then uh, around 2009, everything was on autopilot. Everything was running well without me, and it let me go back to my roots a little bit in software, right? So and it's, it's kind of a weird little segue here, but, uh, you know, it's construction to software. But even weirder yet is I created a, uh, one of the world's, you know, first reusable envelopes. And I also created a, a digital greeting card that's on paper. So basically, it's a paper greeting called, card called Memory Tag, where you can scan it and you know put your video or photo. And anyways, the reason why I mention this is the post office ended up seeing it. And so I started working with the United States Post Office you know, around 2009 or so. And uh, they, they loved the tech behind uh, the Memory Tag greeting cards. And they decided that they wanted to start implementing things like that and things that they do. So it's kind of started that way, and then they started having me build, you know, platforms and applications for the post office itself. So that's how I kind of, you know, got our footing in, in software with our own companies working for the post office. And then in around 2011, this uh, crazy man, you know, a buddy of mine, Max Kaiser, he opened my eyes to Bitcoin. And uh, in 2011, my eyes were opened and they have never been shut. And the thing is, is everybody knew, my friends and family, that is, you know, back then that, uh, you know, I knew I was following Bitcoin. I was, you know, into blockchain. And so when 2017 hit, everybody and their brother was now in Bitcoin. Everybody was an expert trader. Everybody, you know, knew all about it, right? Well, the people that didn't, you know, a lot of my friends and family and stuff like that, they're trying to figure it out, right? They're trying to figure out. You know, where do you buy it? How do you sell it? How do you send it, receive it, store it? All that kind of stuff, right? And so they kept asking me over and over again the same questions until a couple of my friends, you know, smarter than me said, hey, dude, why don't you just create a video for all of us and just kind of give us, you know, lay lay down the foundation for us. Tell us, you know, what to do with it, how to do it, all that kind of stuff. And so I did. I created a couple videos for them. This is back in 17. And next thing you know, the, the friends and family, they shared it with their friends and family. And I've got a lot of celebrity friends, and they started sharing it. And next thing you know, they have me doing all kinds of videos for them. It's me and me and my son, right? So we would basically just cover projects they asked us to. They would hear about, you know, some project. They wanted to find out more about it. So we would interview the CEO or the founder or the builder of it and kind of get the information right from the horse's mouth, so to speak, right to the audience. And so, you know, it kind of grew up from just, you know, creating a few videos for family to We've done this over a thousand times. You know, we've uh, only aired about half of them. You know, to getting a TV show. You know, we have a TV show in forty-six million households. We became the um, the face of Trading TradingView Sessions, the, the world's most you know popular trading platform. And you know, we have our, our podcast and YouTube. And, and I only do it a couple of days. You know, a week. Because, you know, I also have a lot of other things, you know, like the software company and the construction company and, and real estate. You know, we build build a lot of houses, apartments, and I'm always staying busy, man. I, I
1: don't know how to
2: stop working. I don't know how to stop building, and uh, it just feels wrong if I ever tried. So um, there was there was a lot of info for you there.
1: No, no, but it sounds like you definitely have a lot on your plate. I mean, I was just it boggles my mind how you can actually keep all those things somewhat together. And so we're going to talk about it more in the show, but... Out of all those activities, where does Monarch fit in?:
2: So when I started talking about you know how friends and family wanted more information, one of the things that I quickly learned was there wasn't really a safe place to put your crypto. You know People were leaving on exchanges, they were getting hacked, those exchanges were going out of business, wallets would come and go, paper wallets would get washed in the washing machines. <laughs> and so I met my co-founder, Snebot. And he wanted to come up with a, a reoccurring you know, payment system so that way people could use crypto and currency like merchants. You know? They could use uh, cryptocurrency for you know, reoccurring payments and, and take payments you know, from their customers in crypto. And I thought, well, yeah, you know, that's cool. But what we really need is like an all-in-one solution where they can do everything from one place. And so we created the Monarch Wallet because that's what we do is we, we build tech. So we created the Monarch Wallet for the people you know, put it out there for free. We did more than a lot of crypto companies that had an $800 million market cap and a white paper.
1: Beatles, I'm going to hold you right there because we're just getting to the good stuff. We're out of time on this segment, but we're going to bring it up in the next segment. You got it. Once again, Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. I'm with Beatles, a crypto maven who is the president of Monarch, a revolutionary way of doing payments and wallets. So if you have any questions or comments, email us at info at svn.biz, and i will be right back with more. The NTT Open Innovation Contest 10.0 is now open for submissions. Interested startups should definitely check this out. Your company could win up to $100,000 of funding and win a trip to Tokyo to get shepherded by NTT Data's ecosystem. Go to oi.nttdata.com or svn.biz for more information.
0: For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Hey,
1: Insiders. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. I'm once again joined with Rob Beatles, who's the president of Monarch and someone who's been in the industry for a very long time. Welcome back, Beatles.
2: Hey, thanks for having me, Keith. Appreciate you. <laughs>
1: So the question I have for you, because uh, cryptocurrencies have been highly volatile, fluctuating, and you're talking about how to keep people safe, how to get people who don't know anything about it, get them into the game, so to speak. Is this still the right time to be considering an investment in cryptocurrencies?
2: Well, like I can always tell anybody, you know, never invest anything that you're not 100% willing to lose. When I started doing my videos, For friends and family in 2017, I told them, I said, look, guys, this stuff could go to zero tomorrow. This is super dangerous, super volatile. You guys are probably going to lose all your money you put in this. A few months, most of them did, right? So for people that have disposable income, they've got money that, you know, hey, they're not going to use it for cigarettes. They're not going to use it for this or for that. And they want to start investing something like Bitcoin. You know, I, I personally dollar cost average into and what that means is just, you know, every day, every week, whatever, you put a little bit of money into it. You don't care you don't buy it at the top, you don't buy it at the bottom, you just buy it every day or every week or every month, or whatever you can afford. And the reason why I say Bitcoin is, you know, it's it's one of the highest performing asset classes of all time. I mean, the only way you could have lost money in Bitcoin over the past since two thousand nine to now is like maybe within four or five months. Any other time you had bought, you would, it would have been impossible to have lost money for the most part, unless you're a daily trader. If you just bought it and held it, you probably there's only four or five months out of the existence of Bitcoin you would have lost money. I think it's up like 400% this year alone. I mean, so it's outperformed like the S&P and all those you know, traditional investment vehicles. So I mean, for people that you know, have a high level of risk and they're okay with you know, possibly losing the money, you know, it's, I don't think it's ever a bad time to buy Bitcoin.
1: Okay, but not financial advice. <laughs> <laughs> we we don't give financial advice on this show, but thanks for your answer. So, Beatles was funny. Um, I had Brock Pierce on my show a few months ago, and, and Brock had talked about how famous story, right? The Bitcoin billionaire, how in the beginning of Bitcoin, when it was very low cost to mine, that he actually lost his first three hundred million dollars worth of Bitcoin, measuring it at the height of the the Bitcoin market a couple of years back. That the equivalent of what he lost on a hard drive was three hundred million before he made a billion. So, uh, you know, we we joke about Monopoly money sometimes. Um, Yeah,
2: for people that you know that are that are upset about losing that twenty dollar bill, you know, that's (laughs) that's a lot more painful.
1: Well, wasn't it the first transaction of Bitcoin in the quote unquote the lab was like two pizzas, and those two pizzas alone are worth like seventy million dollars. Something like that. The first
2: transaction was the first transaction was to Hal Finney from Satoshi Nakamoto, but the the one you're thinking about, yeah, it was like forty thousand Bitcoin for some pizza. That was one of the one of the first recorded like uh, you know big, I guess you would call it um, you know expenditures for uh, pizza via Bitcoin. So that's the one that people talk about. But the first transaction was to was to Hal Finney.
1: Right. Thank you. So. In the earlier segment, we were talking, just getting started on Monarch, the Monarch Wallet, in the, in the, and how you thought of the idea with helping out friends and family. Let's get back more into that.
2: Sure. Where would you like me to start?
1: Uh, well, when you came up with the idea, because your friends said that they wanted to get started, and, and, and really, if you listen to the last segment, it was all about, is it safe? Is it not safe? How do we get started? We were talking about the crypto exchanges and the hacks and all that what did you and your partner do to think about, like, Monarch is a good idea?
2: Yeah, so, you know, Snay was uh, wanting to come up with a reoccurring, you know, payment platform for merchants, and uh, I thought that was cool, and I thought that'd bring a ton of value to the world, but what I was seeing is a lot of people just needed a, a safe, secure place to put their funds, have access to their funds, um, have a- access to all kinds of services and all kinds of things within crypto from from one app, and so you know, we just decided to to create Monarch, you know, for ourselves, basically create something that we would use, that we would be happy with, that we'd be happy with uh, sharing with the world. And so that's what we did with Monarch. And so today, for instance, you can go to the Google Play or Apple store and download it for free. It's uh, got a ton of coin support. So a lot of the major cryptocurrencies you can put on it, you can buy and sell major cryptocurrencies, you can earn interest On a lot of the cryptocurrencies. It has a built-in decentralized exchange. It's got a portfolio tracker. It's got a news aggregator. You and only you, the user, owns your private seed and keys, so that way only you have access to the funds. And it just gets better every single week. So we created that. And um, the end goal for it is to basically bring all the best companies and all the best services in crypto that we partner with, through one login experience of Monarch. So what that means is rather than having 40,000 different apps on your phone, one for this, one for that, all these different, you know, blockchain games or blockchain storage or buying this or getting interest on that, you would just have one login through Monarch. And then we tie into all these different companies for you and give you access to them right through Monarch. And so basically it's the, the one app to access them all. The reason for the name Monarch is because you, or whoever the user is becomes the king or queen of their finances, right, of their finances or their own data. They are, there's nobody that's um, you know, going to have access to their funds other than them. So they are, you know, and foremost, they're the king and queen of their finances. And so that's the name Monarch. And so that, we just kind of you know, built this and gave it to the world. Um, you know, and then we focused on the reoccurring side of things. So you know, just last week we created Monarch Pay. Oh, it took us more than last week, but last week we delivered it <laughs> to the world. And what Monarch Pay is, is it allows merchants now to set up reoccurring transactions with their user base. So if you're, uh, so you, I don't know, you have some kind of trading course or, you know, you have some T-shirt of the month or, or whatever, any kind of reoccurring thing, it could be, you know, rent or car payments or Netflix or whatever, any kind of merchant that has reoccurring payments or even single payments can now accept cryptocurrency. And why is this important? Well, most merchants, you know, they have to pay between 3 to 12%. In transaction fees, you know, via credit card or PayPal or Patreon, it gets like 3 to 12%. It's expensive. Then they have these things called chargebacks. So say you're a merchant, and I buy, I don't know, a shirt from you. Right. I get the shirt. Then I call the credit card company and say, hey, I never got the shirt. So Keith is now out the money for the shirt and the shirt. It's called a chargeback. This happens to merchants all the time. Yes. And so with Monarch Pay, none of this stuff happens. The most it would cost the merchant is around 1% of the entire transaction fee. There are no chargebacks. They have all the bells and whistles they would expect in some kind of centralized-type recurring platform, but it's available today. Uh, it's called monarchpay.com. Go there, try it out. It's a merchant, there's nothing to sign up for. You just start using it, and you just put the link as um, you know, on your website or in your checkout experience. So if you take Visa, MasterCard, PayPal, now you can take all those and then also offer your customers the ability to take Monarch Pay.
1: Well, it's, it, it's sal- Monarch Pay. it sounds great. And as, as a trained banker working with regulators, Um, all that sounds really good, but what's the back end? How do you actually convince uh, those types of agencies that, what did you have to do to work with them to get this all, the platform going?
2: Yeah, so what I'm really focused on is the small business, right? So 98% of business is small business the big guys, if they want to come in, they can, no problem. They obviously have their own systems in place and this will plug right into it. So for instance, let's just say, I don't know, Amazon wants to use it. Amazon, you know, they, they go, they, uh, you know, create a subscription plan for their different uh, products or services or whatever. Anybody that uh, clicks that link, you know, that'll instantly be their subscriber. They'll have information, the data of that user, anything that they've asked for, they'll receive. they will be, you know, Uh, CSV files, they can download and plug it into their existing infrastructure. They'll have funnels, you know, say, for instance, uh, it's Amazon, and you get uh, batteries every month, right? Well, maybe after they subscribe to that plan, they want to send them to another website, another landing page, collect more data, have them go through a different funnel, have them, you know, have access to a service right then and there. They can do all of that through Monarch Pay as well. So we really built this out for you know, the small guy, but the big guys can use it just as easily and integrate it right into whatever they already have. It's it's not difficult at all. Um, the hardest part about it right now is we use MetaMask to sign the transactions. That was just because we wanted to get crypto people into it in the beginning. We were moving MetaMask in the next week or so. And so anybody will be able to use this without having to know how crypto or blockchain works for the most part in the next couple of weeks. So it's going to look like a really centralized, easy to use platform. And um, I'm really hoping that uh, it's Going to benefit merchants and people all over the world, you know. Here pretty quick, uh, we have a bunch of celebrities start you know talking about it and getting a lot of people you know and, and some big businesses to start using it. And um, yeah, we're we're just really excited and and uh, you know just honored to you know to give it to the world and, and already get the feedback that we've got from you know from the thousands of, of businesses that are already using it. And it's uh, like I said, just like a week or two old. So and and we really haven't been promoting it. So that's it. Just tells you how you know how convenient as well as. You know how important this can be to merchants, and how it can basically make them a profit, you know, overnight. Hey, you know, all hey, the money that they're
1: just. Hey, Beatles, let's uh, get this is perfect timing because I wanted to get into into the next segment: how businesses and people can start actually getting onto the platform. So, if you got, yeah. yep. So if you got questions or comments, email us at info at svn.biz to find out more about Monarch. The wallet and monarch pay, and we'll be right back. The NTT Open Innovation Contest 10.0 is now open for submissions. Interested startups should definitely check this out. Your company could win up to $100,000 of funding and win a trip to Tokyo to get shepherded by NTT Data's ecosystem. Go to oi.nttdata.com or svn.biz for more information.
0: For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888 828 SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo.
1: Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider. I'm your host, Keith Koo. Once again, I'm joined with Robert Beatles, also known as Beatles, who is the founder of Monarch Coin and Monarch Pay, trying to get cryptocurrency to the masses. In this week's cyber tip, just a cautionary tale, we've talked about GDPR a few times, which is the General Data Protection Regulation of the European Union. Uh, it appears a school was fined in Sweden because they were using facial recognition or biometric data and they were not reporting it and they were not encrypting it or masking it. And so the government went after them. And so this, the advice here is that if you're in technology and developing any type of system using biometrics, It is treated just like personally identifiable information at a high level and that you need to make sure the regulations that apply to you otherwise as you scale your business you will also be in the crosshairs of these regulatory authorities and that's the cyber tip of the week welcome back to silicon valley insider i'm your host keith Koo. once again i'm joined with rob beetles the president of monarch He goes by Beatles, and we're talking about the Monarch Wallet and Monarch Pay. Welcome back, Beatles.
2: Hey, thanks a bunch again for having me. Appreciate it.
1: And just uh, as a reminder, Beatles is a celebrity in the blockchain, Bitcoin, crypto space. He's been in the space a very long time. Earlier in the show, we talked about his background and how he got into it. So it's a very interesting story. So, Beatles, I just want to close off what we talked about in the earlier segment, which is me, former banker, trained as and regulations of compliance, um, your company, a little bit different than others, you actually have a broker-dealer license.
2: Yeah, so we acquired a broker-dealer license, and, you know, we've been working with FINRA and the SEC, filing all the, pri- the proper paperwork and in all the different states that we operate and all that kind of cool stuff. So one of the things that was really important to us from the very beginning is to be compliant. You know, we're not one of these blockchain or cryptocurrency companies that are just trying to fly under the radar or trying to exploit some kind of loophole or something like that to just, you know, one day end up getting in a bunch of hot water and uh, either having the, the company jeopardized or, you know, all of our users jeopardized. So just from the very beginning, it made sense to be as compliant as possible and do everything we possibly could, you know, to be compliant and to uh, work with regulators and all that kind of fun stuff.
1: Well, that's great. And having said that, because I'm sure we've generated a ton of interest, how do individuals and businesses get started on your platform?
2: Super simple just go to monarchpay.com that's all you got to do you just uh, go go there and click the get started button and uh, you'll be up and running in no time and, and again like i said if um, you know, MetaMask is if, if people listen to this in the next, you know, week, we'll still be using MetaMask there on uh, desktop and PC for the next, you know, week or so. But, uh, shortly thereafter, it'll all be done within the website itself. And so I don't want to get too into the weeds with signing transactions and the complexities behind all that, but, um, we're going to be removing the MetaMask portion of it. Everything will be done within the website themselves. If for some reason, um, you know they don't have Ethereum or stable tokens to use. You know, if, you know if they're a user or a merchant, um, you know they'll be able to buy it right there on the website, and swap it for what they want, all of it in a very convenient, um, you know, convenient, easy process. Uh, even more so than it is now. But right now it works. It's in beta, uh, safe, reliable, secure. Costs less than one percent of the total transaction fee with no chargebacks. Plus, the merchants get, you know, access to all their users' info that, uh, that they've requested. And they can, you know, redirect them to different places that, uh, that uh, they want them to go. Like maybe, you know, if Amazon didn't want them to just stop right there after they subscribed to something and they wanted to reroute them to, you know, another web page or another funnel, they can do that. So um, all you got to do, is just go to monarchpay.com. You know, they can start using it today. There's nothing to sign up for. There's no monthly fees, any of that kind of stuff. The only fee comes from the actual, you know, transaction. That's it. So, and then if people want the Monarch Wallet, they're going to be able to do all of this within the Monarch Wallet as well in the next few weeks. And that's um, in the uh, Google Play and uh, as well as the Apple Store. They can start uh, download those for free and start using them as well.
1: That, that, co- that covers the majority of, uh, of users. Question back to the chargeback. What if you're a merchant and you actually feel like the chargeback is an important feature? If there is a dispute, how do they go about taking care of that? So,
2: again, they would have to just, you know, work work amongst each other, right? This is peer-to-business, business-to-peer, right? Or or it could just be, you know, customer-to-merchant, you know to merchant, merchant-to-customer, peer-to-peer, whatever. It could be, you know, single-time transaction, reoccurring transaction. They would just go through their normal process of, of emailing and working with the, uh, with the merchant. What you have with credit cards is pretty much the opposite way, right? The merchant is usually the one that always gets, you know, gets the short end of the stick, right? right. The customer can say, hey, I bought, you know, it wasn't me that bought that, and then they get the money back and they, they get to keep the goods. But here they'll be able to, you know, talk to the merchant and say, hey, you know, I, I ordered a shirt from here or whatever, and it's not the right one. You know, can you send me the right one? And, you know, if the merchant's a stand-up company, you know, they'll do it. If not, people stop using them because that's the beauty of this reoccurring system is you can start and stop whenever you want. It's not like, okay, I'm gonna do this for twelve months and I can't get out of it. Either the merchant or the customer can kill the service whenever they want. First, second if they want the first month, the sixth month, whatever. It doesn't matter. But it's just like any business, right? If they don't do a good job, if they don't perform, they usually don't stay in business as long as they have competition, right? So this right here just gives them another option. This is just one more option for people to use that uh, you know, is really good for everybody, I think.
1: Great. Um Help me visualize, assume that I know nothing about this. I, I'm new to cryptocurrency, to blockchain as a consumer. I want to get on the Monarch. You talked about how easy it is. Walk me through what I'm seeing as I'm going through this because we're an audio product, right? So walk me through that.
2: Gotcha. So today, like I said, there's MetaMask, so it's, it's, it's crypto-friendly. But for noobs, for people that are very new to the space, um, let's, let's talk about that process in the next week. So what they'll do is they'll just go to Monarch Pay, just like they would right now. They'll click the little get started button. And then if they, um, if they already have cryptocurrency, you know, say they already have a wallet,
1: mm-hmm. uh, they
2: can either import their wallet right there to the, uh, to the website. It's a decentralized wallet, only they have the, the funds to it. There's a little video there that'll explain, you know, how to do all this stuff for them if they've never, ever set up a wallet. But it'll be very simple. It'd um, just be like some click, you know, and just click here, you know, create your wallet or click here, import your wallet. Uh, if you already have money on it, great. You're able to just, um, you know, create your plan, right? So you'll just say, okay, uh, the name of my plan is, you know, Keith's T-shirts, right? And then you put, uh, you know, what the customer gets in the next field. And then you put uh, how often he gets it in the next field, what the cost is. And then you'll hit, um, you know, what data do you want to collect from him? Do you want to collect his name, his email you're probably going to need his mailing address, right? Because you're going to mail him something. So you'll need his mailing address. Any other custom info that you want to put in there, you'll be able to. And then you just hit create. And then when you hit that create button, it's going to generate a link. It's going to create not only a hash, but it's going to create, just think of it as a, as a URL. Yep. And you're going to take that URL and you're going to put it somewhere on your website or somewhere in your checkout experience. And this is going to be your, you know, your, I don't know, your t-shirt of the month club, whatever it is. And anybody that clicks that link is going to instantly be enrolled into that subscription. And so every month, you're going to know that you've got, uh, you know, 1,200 people that you get to send shirts to. And uh, the money just comes to your wallet from theirs every single month. And then if they stop paying you, you'll, you'll be able to see that, you know, that, hey, they killed the service. They don't want this anymore. And uh, so now you've got 1,199 people that you get to ship to. But you know all this stuff. It's it's right there in the dashboard. It's very easy, you know, to read. And um, for people that don't have cryptocurrency already, they're not ready to, you know, they they just don't have it yet. They'll be able to buy it right there on the website as well, and be able to fund their wallet right there as well. And all that'll be live probably in the next week or two. But uh, but yeah, if if you already have crypto and you're already familiar with it, then uh, go there today and start using it. If you're not, give us a couple weeks at the most, and. It'll be it'll be a a lot better experience for them as well.
1: Well, well thanks Beatles for explaining that because I think it's important because I think for some it's still very uh, mysterious this whole concept of cryptocurrency and how do you get started and it's complicated and I think you really demonstrated how easy it can be. Um, and that people should not be afraid of it.
2: That's you know, that's ultimately the goal of Monarch is to make things just stupid simple that just works. You know, that works, that's reliable, that's safe secure all that kind of good stuff where they're using blockchain and crypto but they don't have to know how it works it's kind of like just hitting the old thumbs up button on facebook you don't know the algorithm you don't know the software you're not a developer you're not a coder you don't know how they do it you just hit that little thumbs up button and it freaking works right that's the same thing with this you know you're just going to click a few buttons and the stuff's going to work and you're going to be using cryptocurrency in no time
1: so what's next in store for monarch after the next rollout what what is in your roadmap
2: Basically, it's to be, you know, the, the one app to access them all. So all the best, you know, services and companies that are out there in blockchain and cryptocurrency that we partner with, we're going to put them in the Monarch wallet. So that way, you know, Keith, if you've, got, if you've got 15 different apps right now on your phone that are all blockchain or crypto related, you'd be able to throw them out and just use Monarch. You know, if those are our partner services, you would just log into Monarch and you'd have access to all those services as well because you guys would be, basically, I don't want to complicate things, but let's just make it really simple here. The user information for Monarch would also work with these services that you want to use as well. So say, for instance, you know, you wanted to use Celsius, you wanted to learn, you wanted to earn interest on your cryptocurrency. You don't have to download the Celsius wallet. You don't have to create an account. You don't have to go through the KYC. You don't have to do the AML because you would have done it one time already through Monarch. And so all these different companies and all these different services that all require KYC, AML, logins, all that confusing stuff that you've got to do every single freaking time that you uh, go to sign up for any services, you don't have to do that anymore. Now you just you know, log in through Monarch. If there's a partner or service that we support that you want, you can opt to share your information with them, and then you'd be able to start using their services as well, all through one app. So it's kind of like the one app to access them all. You don't have to be you know, a developer or a coder some master blockchain or crypto person to understand how it all works. It's just going to be, you know, it's going again, it's just going to be kind of that Facebook experience. It's just going to be intuitive. Everybody's going to know how to use it. That's that the, the NTT end Open that's Innovation Contest 10.0 is now open for submissions. Interested startups and should definitely check this out. Your company could
1: win up to $100,000 uh, of funding and win week, a trip you know, to Tokyo to get updates shepherded updates by NTT Data's ecosystem. Go to oi.nttdata.com or sbnus for more information. That's great Explanation. That's a great end to the segment, and I thank you again for being here to explain Monarch Wallet and Monarch Pay. I'm going to remind everyone not to go away because Beatles is coming back for the pivot. But Beatles, thanks again for being here.
2: Hey, thanks again for having me. Really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, questions or comments about Monarch? Email us at info at svn.biz or go to the MonarchWallet.com website, and we'll be right back. The NTT Open Innovation Contest 10.0 is now open for submissions. Interested startups should definitely check this out. Your company could win up to $100,000 of funding and win a trip to Tokyo to get shepherded by NTT Data's ecosystem. Go to oi.nttdata.com or svn.biz for more information.
0: For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Kuh.
1: Hey, Insiders. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. I was joined today with Rob Beatles, who's the president of Monarch, but also a crypto influencer. He's all over YouTube. He explained in the earlier part of the show how he got started in the space, which was a lot of education for his friends and family and how he became uh, really well versed in this and created Monarch Wallet and Monarch Pay. So welcome back, Beatles.
2: Hey, thanks again.
1: So I think what was really exciting about what we talked about and what's happening with Monarch trying to become the one app that rules them all in the crypto space. So imagine all the things that people do on their phones, whether it's Google, I mean, whether it's Android or whether it's iPhone, what's next? What are the things you see on the horizon?
2: Well, I mean, as far as with Monarch, we're just going to keep making it better. So like I said, every week it's just going to get better and better. But one of the big pain points right now that we see in blockchain and cryptocurrency Aside from, you know, volatility that scares people a little bit is how difficult it is for people to understand and kind of wrap their brains and their minds around it. It's alien to them, right? They just don't quite understand it. And I can see, I have extremely smart friends that, you know, I try to explain them what Bitcoin is. And you start talking about decentralized this, you start talking about, you know, ledgers and blocks, and their eyes just start to kind of glaze over. They really don't understand it. And so it's kind of an education process, but at the end of the day, it's the developers, it's the uh, the founders, the builders' responsibility to make this as easy as possible to where they have that Facebook-type experience. And that's when we're going to start seeing some adoption. But one of the things that I think is really going to help kind of speed this up quite a bit for better or for worse, I don't know, it's going to, I guess it's up to the world to wait and see, but China, there's rumored that they're going to be launching their own cryptocurrency in November. I think it's called the Renminbi. So they're going to be using it within the most powerful banks. There some of the biggest businesses like Alibaba, and they're going to be you know, inundating their citizens with this cryptocurrency. In China, they already have kind of a head start on us in using digital currency. They yeah. use things uh, like WeChat, where they use that to pay for a lot of their goods and services. But with this new Chinese government controlled currency that they're going to be inundating their citizens with, it's going to make these other countries take notice. And a lot of them don't want to be left behind. And so you're going to start seeing this wave of cryptocurrency adoption. It's going to be forced on people, most likely, from different governments, central banks. You've got the Federal Reserve you know, saying that they're going to be having their own blockchain or cryptocurrency you know, like in 2022. So I think over the next couple, three, four years, You're going to start seeing cryptocurrency everywhere. And when you have these government and state controlled currencies, when people are forced to use them, they're going to realize that, hey, wait a minute, you know, this stuff, you know, the government totally controls it. If I'm a bad citizen, they can just take my money. They see what I use it for, how much I have of it, all that kind of stuff. Maybe then they'll start looking at these other cryptocurrencies. Like what's this thing called Bitcoin? What's this thing called Ethereum? What's this XLM, this XRP, all these other cryptocurrencies? And so I think you're going to start seeing. A huge wave of adoption once these government, state-sponsored cryptocurrencies come in, and people start getting more and more familiar with this stuff. And by that time, it's going to be, you know, a centralized type experience. Anyways, they're not going to have to know, you know, how the ledgers, the blocks, the hashing, the miners, all the confusing stuff that uh, you know just perplexes people right now. I think that uh, once. Once some of these, uh, these big states, you know, start, uh, start bringing crypto into their people, um, you're going to start seeing a wave of adoption. Then you see, like, Facebook with Libra Coin and the Calibre Wallet and all these types of things that are, you know, just trying to get through the regulation right now here in the U.S. So all this stuff is coming, but the biggest hindrance, I think, right now is user experience. It's still very difficult, still very hard to use. Um, That's why here at Monarch, we're doing everything we can to make it as simple as possible for people to use it without having to understand, you know, all the intricacies of blockchain and cryptocurrency.
1: Oh, I I think that's super, super valid and helpful. And I'll just reinforce the points you're just making because I know things are happening in real time. So, China actually was announced this week that uh, this week of the airing that HSBC has issued their first letter of credit in China using cryptocurrency. And this just reinforces what you're saying about the Chinese central bank developing their own cryptocurrency. The Bank of England governor, Mark Carney, gave a keynote in which he said that he believes that central banks will have to adopt cryptocurrency eventually, which was radical for the Bank of England. So I think that as much as people are on the fence, they're still not really sure about cryptocurrencies because of all they've heard on the Volatility of Bitcoin and Ethereum, et cetera. And we re established that Bitcoin was actually a pretty stable asset class over the last decade. This is something that people just really need to understand that whether they're prepared or not, it's coming.
2: Indeed. Yeah, HSBC, they did $250 billion of blockchain transactions on their own blockchain last year alone. So. Yeah, you get the biggest people in the space. You get the Federal Reserve. You get China. I mean, you've got Alibaba, Amazon, IBM. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. Facebook, everybody. They're all coming in. It's it's coming whether people are ready for it
1: or not. Hey, Beatles. Very enlightening conversation we had today. Thanks again for talking about Monarch Pay and Monarch Wallet and all the things that you've been going on in your life with the work you've done in cryptocurrency and software. What's next for you?
2: Well, for me, it's, it's, it's all Monarch all the time, right? So I'm just going to keep making this thing as awesome as we possibly can, always being there for the community, just constantly dropping as much value as possible. The NTT you know, Open with, Innovation with Contest 10.0 right? is now so open for submissions. Interested YouTube startups YouTube should definitely should check this out. Your company
1: could win Bitcoin up to $100,000 on of funding and win kind of a trip to Tokyo to get, to get shepherded by NTT so we'll continue Data's continue ecosystem. To we'll Go to oi.nttdata.com or svn.biz for more
2: information. We'll continue to do the trading view sessions so people can start learning about, you know, how the, uh, how the traders trade and how they can, if they decide they want to get into that, you know, how they can get more educated. Um, you know, we'll be, we'll continue to be at conferences, you know, up there, you know, speaking, moderating, doing all the stuff that we do. And, you know, that's, that's pretty much what we we'll gonna be doing for the next couple of months is just, uh, going conference to conference and, um, yeah, just, just kind of spreading the word about Monarch, man. So that's that's pretty much all I'm focused on right now is making sure that uh, Monarch brings the
1: value to the world. That uh, I know that it can. All right, well, Beatles, thanks again for being on the show today. I welcome you back anytime. Well, I
2: appreciate you, Keith. You know, it was an honor and a privilege, and I really appreciate you know giving us uh, you know some airtime to just kind of talk about Monarch, man. So God bless you. I appreciate everything you do for the community, and I uh, look forward to meeting you in person.
1: You too, brother. So once again, Rob Beatles, president of Monarch. And if you have any questions or comments, go to monarchpay.com or come to svn.biz and we'll see you next week. The NTT Open Innovation Contest 10.0 is now open for submissions. Interested startups should definitely check this out. Your company could win up to $100,000 of funding and win a trip to Tokyo to get shepherded by NTT Data's ecosystem. Go to oi.nttdata.com or svn.biz for more information.
0: You've been listening to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. For questions or comments on today's program or to schedule a complimentary consultation with Keith about your business, call 1-888-828-SVIN. That's 1-888-828-7846, 888-828-SVIN.